Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another week of Community Zone here on 106.1 FM, Wellington Access Radio. My name is Simon Howard, and coming up in the next hour, we are taking a look at the best of what is happening across stage and screen here in Punaki. And in fact, on the Wellington waterfront, of course, Matariki approaches. Uh, we have the first public holiday to celebrate it this Friday. I'm so excited for that. Uh, let's take a look uh, later this hour. Uh, everything that's going to be going on down the waterfront, uh, including, of course, at Circa Theatre. And if you listened to the show last week, you'll have heard from Hone Koka and Rion Bell on Narori Rori, uh, which is on at Circa just this week. But tonight, my one interview is with James Roque. He is one of New Zealand's top comedians. His recent comedy special Boy Mestizo aired on three. If you didn't see it, uh, you can see it on demand now. It's an awesome hour of comedy and he's now back with a brand new show full of laughs about growing up and finding joy in adulthood. Uh, Badong opens at Bats Theatre tomorrow for four shows only until Thursday night uh, and James is on the line uh, for a chat from Palmy uh, in just 15 minutes time. So before we chat to him, we will whiz around the city stages and screens. Um, first of all, I guess before we get into it, the big uh, one of the big events, one of many big events in town this week, sees LAB return uh, for a huge one-off gig to celebrate Matariki. It is this Friday evening at the TSB Arena. I think some final tickets are still available. So let's start the show with their biggest hit, In the Air. You're listening to 106.1 FM.
L.A.B. there. In the air, great tune to start your Monday evening. The time is 10 minutes past five. You are listening to 106.1 FM Wellington Access Radio on this um, season on a Monday, looking at the very best of what is happening across the city on stage, on screen, and across the... Uh, the waterfront as well this weekend with uh, the Matariki long weekend coming up. Uh, so before we have a chat with James Roque, who is in town from tomorrow with Badong, his latest hour of stand-up, uh, I was going to take you around all of the other um, things on stage around Wellington this week. Of course, Raw Meat Monday, every Monday. It's an institution at the Fringe Bar from 8 o'clock. Um, the Wellington Film Society, which starts 15 minutes after this, quarter past six, their screening this week is of the movie No Hard Feelings. Uh, now, Rory Rory, uh, now do go back and check out the podcast on accessradio.org.nz under Community Drive. You'll find uh, last Monday's 13th of June podcast. Uh, a celebrated artist, Tony Coker, uh, was with me in the studio alongside uh, composer sound operator Rion Bell. Um, really excited for this. It is an indigenous dance theatre farce, um, pushing the boundaries of live performance as we know it. A rural Morai has hit the jackpot if they pass one final hurdle. That is, they've got to convince the government's chief executive of the department of Fenua, Whakapapa and whatever that they are the true descendants of their ancestors. If they're successful at doing so, the vast coastline in their in their land, reverts to their ownership, garnering millions of dollars in back rent alone. It's a tale of greed and aroha told through choreography and clowning. And uh, it opened over the weekend. It's got just a few more performances left. It runs through until Saturday in Circa 1. The people who have seen it that I've spoken to or heard from uh, have absolutely been raving about this. Um, so I'm very excited. I'm off to see it tomorrow. So join me. Join uh, a really, really great show, 630 Tuesday through Thursday, 8 o'clock, Friday and Saturday in Circa 1. Over at Bats this week, there is a sold-out season um, of Hamauri, um, which is all about Isaac Martin. He took Māori 102, an introduction to Māori culture, in 2019. He was mainly taking it as a Pākehā person, respectfully learning about the indigenous culture. Since then, it's been a long journey of self-discovery and learning about one's true identity despite the confusing and at times conflicting nature of that. Through waiata, past experiences, jokes and anecdotes, uh, the show moves through doubt and celebration uh, of reclaiming Māori tanga later in life. Her Māori is all about learning and connecting with your heritage with all of its far-reaching complexities. Everyone who attends the show is going to get a 10% off voucher at Ancestry.com as well, which I think is an amazing um, part of the show and its co-popper. Um, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7.30. I guess join the waitlist by emailing BATS if you want to see that show. Uh, and of course, Badong, which we're going to spend a lot of time talking about, is also on in BATS Tuesday through Thursday. Four shows, one of which is sold out already. Uh, the Wellington Feminist Creative Community have a poetry night at the Fringe Bar tomorrow evening. Uh, the Raw Comedy Quest continues its heats at the Fringe on Wednesday night. The Powwow Room has a, a bunch of comedy shows, as it does most weeks, with Three Minutes in Hell on Wednesday and Don't Quit Your Day Job, a comedy panel show on Thursday at 8 o'clock. There is more Raw Comedy also at the Cavern Club on a Thursday night uh, as well. And then as we approach um, the weekend, there is uh, Kings versus Queens at Ivy Bar on Friday, which is a drag performance uh, that's followed on Saturday by Kemp, the drag show, also 9.30 Saturday. Femmes and Thems comedy at the Fringe Bar Saturday uh, at 8 o'clock. Over at the St. James Theatre, it is the, the big reopening after four and a bit years since it closed after the 2018 Aotearoa New Zealand Festival of the Arts and Teaks uh, has the very big pleasure of opening that up with the accompaniment of the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra. Um, a long-held dream of his, over three nights, Teeks performing a selection from his extraordinary songbook, each given a symphonic soul makeover um, by renowned musical director Mahuia Bridgman Cooper and the NZSO led by Hamish McKeach. So it's going to be an incredible three nights. There are very limited tickets left. It's 8.30 on Thursday Friday and Saturday and just, yeah, 
over Matariki takes Enzereso back in that beautiful, one of my favourite theatres in, in Aotearoa in the world. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a real highlight. And anyone who saw uh, Benny do something similar last year at the Michael Fowler will know that these are really special one-off concerts. So with that in mind, let's play uh, some takes. Um, he's going to be in town Thursday, Friday, Saturday, a big week for music as well as uh, theatre and comedy here in the city. Uh, so here he is with a track from his album Something to Feel. It is first time on Access Radio. James Roque, the other side of this. Yeah. 
That's Marlon Williams with Thinking of Nina. Before that was the wonderful Teeks. There are just the final few seats left um, for his three uh, shows with the NZSO at the newly renovated and strengthened and reopened St. James Theatre this Thursday, Friday and Saturday evening. We do hope to bring you James Roque, hopefully in the next few minutes on Access Radio. But in the meantime, let's quickly flip things round and have a look at what is happening in the world of the silver screen and cinema, because... It is very much Hollywood blockbuster season, isn't it, with the Northern Hemisphere in their summer period now and some huge uh, recent releases. So let's have a look because we have got those figures just through to us. So at number 10 this week is Mothering Sunday, which surprisingly for me didn't open um, over Mother's Day weekend a few weeks ago, but just opened last week. It's a World War I romance drama following a maid who plans to meet the man she loves before he leaves to marry another woman. It has got the likes of Colin Firth and 
in it and uh, Olivia Coleman as well and yeah it's been getting really good reviews so check that before it drops out of cinemas at number nine still doing amazing business is The Bad Guys which is one of the Easter uh, school holiday films the DreamWorks animated heist centred on a ragtag group of misfit animals when their latest caper gets them caught the gang have to learn how to be good guys or at least look like good guys that's at nine still at number eight Downton Abbey 2 a new era continues to uh, attract audiences who love the TV series and maybe probably saw the first one on the big screen as well this time uh, the Crawley family uh, head overseas to France uh, so yeah if you haven't seen that yet again you're starting to run out of time down at eight at seven this week is another British drama, the third of four already, the Operation Mincemeat, where Kelly MacDonald and Colin Firth head up the cast. It's a World War II drama based on the Operation Mincemeat Allied Force Operation, a deception effort to hide the invasion of Sicily, uh, and it's a fantastic, it's a stranger-than-fiction true story and uh, really well told in this movie, so do seek that one out while it's in cinemas. Uh, and number six this week is How to Please a Woman. Uh, now, this one is an interesting one. Um, when her all-male house cleaning business gets out of control, a mature woman must embrace her own sexuality if she is to make a new life for herself. Uh, this one is from, it's from Australia. It's got 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it stars Sally Phillips from... Uh, Miranda. It's also got Kiwi Josh Thompson in the cast as well. So that's uh, a new release that's up in six. Into the top five with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And of course, just two and a half weeks to go now until Thor Love and Thunder comes in as the latest Marvel Cinematic offering. Um, at number four, uh, the second highest new entry over the weekend is for Kiwi film Nude Tuesday, uh, which is open to just over $53,000 over the week. And now I haven't seen this yet, and I am quite just bemused by it in general. It's such an strange concept for a film but there we go Jermaine Clement Jackie Van Beek and Damon Herriman star in this couples therapy comedy spoken in a gibberish language with different writers tackling the subtitles for different regions and releases a middle-aged suburban couple are gifted a remote couples retreat for their anniversary so they decide to give their failing marriage one last shot before calling it quits. They arrive in an idyllic sanctuary in the mountains where they enter a world of uncomfortable workshops, tantric dance, sexual liberation and emotional animals, all helmed by this charismatic guru, Bjorg Rasmussen, played by Jermaine Clement. Uh, when new temptations start to take hold, their couple are pushed to the brink, forcing them to look within to find what they really want. Um, and Jackie Van Beek has written and uh, worked on this with Armageddon Ballantyne and the supporting cast is full of Kiwi comedians who you will recognise uh, be it from Wellington Paranormal be it Chris Parker um, so many and it's got 91% on Rotten Tomatoes it premiered last week at the Sydney Film Festival uh, Jermaine and, and co did a Q&A at the Roxy last week so yeah do seek it out it is on quite a few screens here in Wellington uh, and number three this week and the highest new entry but not able to uh, get anywhere close to the top two is Lightyear and that sort of echoes its um, struggles overseas as well it's a spin-off from the Toy Story series it's loosely based on the popular action figure Buzz Lightyear it's, I think it basically says this is the film uh, Andy watched which made him go and get his Buzz Lightyear toy so Chris Evans is now the voice of the Space Ranger and it follows Buzz attempting to correct a mistake that left a colony of humans stranded on a hostile planet. It's also got the voice talent of Taika Waititi, uh, Kiki Palmer and James Brolin. Um, I know people have seen this. They said it was sweet, uh, really nice film. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised it hasn't done a lot better, to be honest, because Buzz Lightyear is huge, right? Toy Story is huge. Um, but for some reason, this one uh, hasn't quite captured the imagination. Um, and number two this week and uh, knocked off the top spot is Jurassic World Dominion. Um, haven't seen this yet, but I'm hoping to catch it on the big screen because really they're the kind of films you want to, you know, you want to see on the big screen at the Embassy or the Roxy or somewhere. Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard are back, but they're joined 
by all of those characters from the uh, the old days, Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern and Sam Neill are back. Uh, it's promised to be the final uh, film in this current Jurassic World trilogy. And uh, yeah, dinosaurs are now living and hunting alongside humans all over the world. It sounds like a fragile ecosystem and I'm sure it comes to a head in the film. Uh, so that's at number two this week, but still at number one after four weeks and closing in on $10 million in New Zealand alone is Top Gun Maverick. It's absolutely captured the zeitgeist, this. Tom Cruise, um, the long-awaited sequel to the 1986 military action now. This time he's joined by the likes of Miles Teller, John Hamm and Jennifer Connelly. Um, it's just a really good action film, I've got to be honest. I mean, I get those who've criticised it. I mean, I think the original Top Gun had the Navy outside the doors of the cinemas in America trying to recruit uh, new recruits. But uh, yeah, this pays tribute to the original, updates it and then surpasses its greatness. Um, it is a kind of film that they just don't really make many of anymore, it feels like. Um, and it, yeah, you get to see, the if you go see, you get the trailer for the new Mission Impossible next year before it and that looks like a similarly action-packed um, blockbuster. So yeah, if you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, I do recommend seeing it on the big screen. It's it's a fantastic piece of filmmaking. Um, so yeah, that is the number one film once again on its fourth week. Will it stay there? Well, Elvis is hoping not. Uh, Baz Luhrmann's latest arrives this Thursday, shot on the Gold Coast. It sees Austin Butler as Elvis across the years, uh, and it also co-stars Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker, the enigmatic uh, manager who shared a complex relationship with the king. Yeah, it's had some very interesting reviews this over the last few weeks, Elvis. I think it premiered at the Cannes Film Festival back in May, so very excited to see that. But more importantly, this weekend for Matariki, there is two great releases coming on Thursday. The first one sees uh, Disney revoicing their 90s classic The Lion King in Tereo Māori as translated by experts in each region with key characters sporting uh, different Mita dialects um, that has some very special screenings on across town this weekend. The embassy, the lighthouses... Um, in fact, most cinemas in town are showing it this weekend. So, yeah, a great one to go to uh, and celebrate what they've done uh, with that. Also out this weekend, very excited for Fina, which uh, tells the story of cherished Māori activist Dame Fina Cooper throughout the years. Uh, and what a cast in it as well. Uh, Rena Owen, Miriama McDowell. Uh, yeah. It's directed by James Napier-Robertson, who made The Dark Horse, and Paula Fetu-Jones, who made Waru. And, uh, yeah, the story of Dame Fina Cooper, if you don't know it, she worked tirelessly to improve the rights of her people, especially women. Flawed, yet resilient, this film will tell the story of Fina, formed by tradition, compelled by innovation, and guided by an instinct for equality and justice, uh, whose legacy as the mother of the nation was an inspiration to an entire country. So yeah, that comes out on Thursday. Um, very excited to see that. And uh, yeah, Stuff's early review says it is a moving, heartbreaking and beautifully put together film. So that's what's happening on the silver screen. Uh, we've taken you through what's happening on stage. In a few minutes, we'll have a look at what's going on on the waterfront for the Matariki Long Weekend. And we'll try and bring uh, James Roquet on the line to discuss Badong, his latest hour of stand-up at BATS this week. But first, here on Access Radio, let's play you some more uh, recent Kiwi music. Here is the Beths with Silence is Golden.
is golden, is golden, it's golden. Silence is golden, is golden, it's golden. But maybe not on the radio. That's the Beths with Silence is Golden. It's 37 minutes past five. You are listening to 106.1 FM Wellington Access Radio. Now, James Roque returns to Poniki with his new show, Badong, at Bats, this Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Four performances only as part of a national tour. Now, James's previous hour of stand-up, Boy Mestizo, was a huge success playing multiple seasons here, nominated for the Fred Award at the Comedy Festival before filming to a packed Q Theatre in Auckland, which recently broadcast in prime time on three. Now, James joins me on the line. Kia ora, James. Welcome back to Access Radio. Hey, kia ora, mate. Thank you so much for having me. Also, can I just say, impeccable pronunciation of Badong. Oh, like, sweet. <laughs> that is, I, I got, that's probably the, the, the best um, pronunciation of it by non-Filipino I've heard so far. Nice, nice. And we d- just to clarify, we didn't, we didn't, I didn't test that with you beforehand. That was just... <laughs> no, 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 no. This is like, you know, like, you know, an improv show when they're like, everything's made up. It is 100% true. Uh, we did not run that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Boy Mestizo, it was this huge piece of work for you, right? How long were you on that journey with that show for? Oh man! Well, well, that show was uh, was all about like kind of dissecting a lot of um, uh, generational trauma that I'd inherited. So I'd say my whole life is the right answer. But in terms of making the show, you know, I'd been kind of working on it since 2018. So it'd been a four year journey until it became kind of a special that was aired on telly. But even prior to that, I'd kind of been simmering on this idea about like you know. Uh, dice, like uh, unpacking all that stuff, but I, I wasn't quite skilled enough as a comedian yet to tackle it. But then eventually, I felt ready to talk about it. Nice. And when it came time to sort of draw the curtain on that show and and look to put together a new hour, how, how was that for you? Was that liberating? Was it daunting? Exciting? A mixture of all of that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head with the mixture there. It's a bit of a cocktail of emotions. It's a bit of. Um, I feel like because you know, with every show as a comedian, especially in New Zealand, you write a new show every year. That's the kind of culture we have here. So there's a pressure for you to kind of like, to uh, make your last show, your next show as good as your last, if not better, right? And so with that one in particular, I felt like I really had had just like really um, uh, created this kind of um, show that had a life of its own and was really one of my best works and so there was you know for me for if i'm being honest there's like quite a bit of pressure on my on my um on my on my behalf i suppose um on the new show being as good if not better and so i had to consciously be like no dude just write a different show put that show like you know put that to the side that is its own thing this will be its own thing as well and every just you know remind yourself that every time that you start a new process like this you do just get these like you know the the imposter syndrome starts to kick in and so that's <laughs> when you kind of have to deploy your um mental health uh toolbox nice nice and, and what's happened since between shows i guess what's yeah what, what's sort of your inspiration for this show right i mean i saw in the notes you, you've turned 30 since the last show right i mean i'm about to do, go through that myself as well was that sort of a time of reflection for you um yeah kind of i i think yeah turning 30 was was a big one because it kind of uh, something that i realized when i turned 30 was um I, i'd really gone through a journey on about uh how i feel about my um identity as a migrant in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've kind of come out the other end of my 20s of processing, like, the kind of, like, not uh, not being super proud of my culture when I first moved here to now coming out the other side being, like, so ready to share it and, and you know, wanting to to uh, introduce it to everyone here in Aotearoa, so, in, in terms of my Filipino culture. So, yeah, I guess a, a big point of reflection kind of happened in my 30s uh, when I started, uh, when I when I turned thirty, um, I, you know, apart from having like the sorest back I've ever had in my life, um, <laughs> which you can look forward to when you turn thirty, I uh, yeah, I kind of went, I kind of just took stock, um, and it, I also just kind of reflected on um, just like what uh, being an adult Filipino migrant meant. And which led me then to reflect back on what my journey has been, and it, which made me land on the name Badong, which is actually my traditional Filipino nickname that my family used to call me and still do to this day. <laughs> um, and so, I yeah, so I went. Well, that's an interesting thing that I kind of want to investigate and unpack, and it kind of just like un- unfolded from there. 
Right. So that nickname was that was the spark of inspiration that that sort of led you down what the show's become or are becoming. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, because you know I I hadn't written a new show since 2018, so I was kind of like I didn't want to force a new show out. If you know what I mean, like I didn't want to be like, well, now it's time for the new one. So let's throw this one out and just like you know force something out, even if you don't believe in it. And so. Um, I kind of ho-hummed about writing a new hour of, of stand-up and then I kind of, I landed on that being like, oh, wow, that's such a cool, interesting thing that not a lot of people know about me, that, that, that that's actually what my family calls me. Um, and so I thought it would be a fun, fun thing to share with everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, was this some temptation to just like, you've done this awesome show where you, you know, you shared a lot of your own personal experiences, a lot of um, Filipino culture as well, to then just go, I'm just going to give you something completely different. Yeah, absolutely. I think, well, I still wanted to do that with the show. Like, the show itself is, like, not as, um, I'd say, because the last one was so heavy at times and just so, like, uh, and, and you know, right and, and on purpose it was heavy mm-hmm. because it was dealing with really um, uh, serious uh, and kind of uh, unspoken things about the Filipino culture that I wanted to touch on that were kind of taboo to talk about you know, on such a large scale. Um, so with this one, I was like, I, it's not necessarily that I don't want to talk about being Filipino, but it's more that just, I wanted to make a show that was one lighter and two, um, more just fun. And, uh, you know, you, where you leave the theater with a, with, with more of a sense of like inspiration or, you know, or, or hope rather than, not that the last show didn't have hope, but it, it made you like. There's more tears in the last show, I, mm-hmm. I, I guess. And I didn't want to write a show again that that did that, and so yeah, I just wanted to to lighten things up a bit. There was a time when I was like, you know what, screw it, I'm doing sketch, <laughs> one man one man sketch. But then I was like, you know what, no, I actually love stand up, and this is the craft that I love doing, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Nice. And how much has this show evolved already as you've been working it in front of audiences? I mean, you've been going, you've done quite a bit of the country already, right? I have, yeah, yeah. So Wellington is my second last stop, actually, before wow. Auckland and then uh, before taking it to Edinburgh. Um, um, excuse me, I'm two weeks out of COVID. I've got a very annoying cough. Um, uh, yeah, it's evolved quite a lot. It's, uh, I've, I'm, this is what I love about writing a new hour and like, taking it on the road is you're constantly working on the show. And so every night I will actually do the show. And then after the show, I'll go back to my accommodation and I will, um, chop and change stuff out. I'll write notes. I'll listen to the recording and I'll write notes that are fresh in my head about what worked, what didn't, you know, what did I improvise, what I can keep on the night and then that I can take into the next town. And then there I'll try something else. Um, and so, yeah, it's evolved. It's, it's changed a lot. Um, you know, every every town I'll do a different version of a joke, and then I'll find out that you know maybe this joke that I did two two towns ago was better than the one I'm currently doing <laughs> right now. <laughs> and what do you hope audiences who who come along and see this show take from it? I mean, I know you know that we have a lot of Filipino people here in, in, in Porniki and all around Aotearoa. Mm. How, how much do you enjoy it when they come out and see your work as well? I mean, I saw your Instagram. You were down in Christchurch, right? And you had a show with a huge. Um, or percentage of your audience from the Philippines, right? Does that does that tend to change? Like, how does that? Yeah, what? yeah, man, it's it's super rewarding when when that when they come out because I think I mean I've said this before, but growing up in New Zealand, I don't there was no one uh, that was doing what I'm doing now back then for me, right? And so uh, you know, I just hope if for the Filipino community, I, I've, I'm very very uh, humbled and very proud to be. Uh, and grateful to be the person that allows people to feel seen, and so you know, I just want them. I just want that's the kind of like to be honest with you with the show. That's the kind of like side effect. If you if they come out and they're like, "Wow, I feel so seen by this thing," that's great. But primarily, I just want people to like hear my story, but also just like just laugh. You know, have a good <laughs> like. It's been such a shitty to. Oh, sorry, I don't know if I can swear on this. My bad. Uh, it's been <laughs> such a think uh, last couple of years with like. COVID and stuff, you know, so I just like want people to have a good time at the show. Yeah, absolutely and we're very excited that, that, that you're coming down and bringing this hour, especially, you know, not having the comedy festival this year was a big blow, right? So it's, it's awesome that, that, a, that you and a few of your fellow comedian mates are, are touring and bringing shows around. Absolutely, well I, you know, the comedy festival is like 
the, the kind of, um, I guess, the Super Bowl of the New Zealand comedy <laughs> industry. So, like, when that gets cancelled, like, you really feel it throughout the industry. And I think, um, yeah, I was like, how can I, <laughs> how can I still have that kind of feeling without, you know, without actually doing it? And I was like, well, I'll just do it. I'll just, take, I'll just do a show anyway. And you know, and uh, I think I hope. I hope more comics do that in the future. I mean, you know, no shade to the comedy fest, but there is also the race of the year that you're allowed to do shows. Um, and so um, there's absolutely nothing. I think, I don't know if everyone realizes, there's like nothing stopping you, obviously, other than obvious ones like financial reasons, et cetera. Um, I'm lucky enough to be in a position where I can afford to. Uh, but, you know, if you can, you can. Uh, to be honest with you, you can even do it on a shoestring budget. So, like, I, you can do it with staying in cheaper com, like just driving everywhere. Do a show. Put stuff on. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm more vomiting about this. You know, <laughs> I, I do. I just love being on the road. So like, and I love um, working out a new show. So it's, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm in my element right now. Nice man. And anything else going on beyond the show at the moment? I feel like all Kiwi comedians these like have multiple plates <laughs> on the go, right? Like you know, you've got all the panel shows that are on the main channels now. So you did the Mass Singer not too long ago. Any plans for the freaking Dangerous Bro Boys to reunite anytime soon? Yeah, so we're actually, we're currently cooking up, um, uh, like, if anyone out there used to listen to the podcast, it's coming back, um, so that's, you know, that's an exclusive, not oh, said that anywhere. Um, <laughs> exclusive. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, for me, I've got, like, I'm going to be traveling for the rest of the year, mm -hmm. I'll be around um, Europe, and I'm doing the Edinburgh Fringe, wow. so I'm going to be away from New Zealand, and then... This year, the plan is to move to Toronto, Canada. So, you know, kind of see the rest of the world, push myself to try to better myself as a stand-up. Yeah. That's, that's on the card, you know? That's amazing. Is this your first... Will this, will this be the first time you've done a solo hour at Edinburgh? Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. So, it's, you know, I've chosen the best year to do it, uh, <laughs> the year of a pandemic. But you know what? Uh, life is short. Um, we're on a floating rock hurling at thousands of kilometers per hour. So, you know, why not? Yeah, man. Well, hey, look, all the very best for the rest of your tour of Aotearoa and then obviously all the best for going over to Edinburgh. That's huge. Uh, really excited to see this new work. Uh, James Roque, Badong is at Bats in the stage Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday only this week. Seven o'clock each night and there is a bonus 9pm show on Thursday. Friday is a public holiday. Matariki, so don't let the later time put you off. Um, I'm going to that last show as well, so I'll see you there. Uh, James, thank you so much for your time and uh, yeah, all the best for the year ahead. Hey, thank you so much for having me, mate. Always, always uh, love coming and guesting on your show. Awesome. Thanks, man. All right, we've still got a few minutes uh, on the show left, so let's play you one final song uh, before we go around the rest of the stages. Here is The Black Seeds with Love and Fire.
Black Seeds. Love and Fire. The time is 53 minutes past five, seven minutes to six. You are listening to 106.1 FM, Wellington Access Radio. A big thank you there to James Roque. If you missed the interview, uh, do check it out when the podcast goes live uh, tomorrow afternoon on accessradio.org.nz. Now, it is Matariki uh, this week. It is the first... Um, long weekend. It is the first public holiday uh, to remember the past, celebrate the present, look to the future. It is the Māori New Year and there is a fabulous Matariki uh, fireworks display on the waterfront Friday at 7.15 and a stunning series of live and digital experiences all along the Wellington waterfront. Um, You know, you can go on a walk-through journey from Civic Square along the Wellington waterfront to Tapapa uh, Ahika from 6pm till 9pm Thursday to Sunday. Remember and honour our culture, heritage and community with this walkthrough journey through fire, imagery and stories. This immersive experience includes projections, displays, performances, fire and light. The fireworks are 7.15 Friday. If the weather is not great, they can be postponed to Saturday or Sunday. Uh, there is also a whole series of programme brought to you by the Creative Capital Arts Trust in collaboration with the Council uh, and Te Whariwaka Oponiki. Um, all sorts of live music starting Thursday, 6 o'clock with Amber Holly. It's free um, all the way through the week. Louis Baker's there on Friday, quarter past five. That'll be fantastic. Um, there is exhibitions in Te Papa. Um, so yeah, head down to the waterfront and just soak it in. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, there are free activities as well going on in the Fariwaka. Arts activities, storytelling, weaving, uh, raranga. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. There's some great MCs going to be down there, some indigenous soul music, um, an otaki Māori music tribute. But that is all that I've got time for tonight. Akashwani is on the way next. I'll be back more Monday with some more great arts chat. Thanks for tuning in to Community Zone. We're here Monday to Friday from 5 to 6 on 106.1 FM. Thanks, New Zealand On Air. That programme was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.